joy and peace to all the people of the earth. Let's receive the word of God with Reverend Kiluba. Kiluba, may God bless you. Dear online listeners and dear listeners who are following us on your local radios of your respective cities, receive our weekly greeting in the name of the eternal spirit of salvation. The topic that I'm going to speak to you about today is entitled, God, the indispensable Savior of everything. He is the indispensable Savior of everything and everyone. God. It is not me who is inventing this. It is himself who says it. He self-proclaims it. He finds pleasure in self-proclamation of who he is. If you believe in who he is, you will see that he is according to what he says he is. Our love that this message should have the people of the earth to listen to what he proclaims about himself. And this was reported to us by the messenger of the throne, Isaiah. Who will speak for us? Here I am, send me. In this mission of the of the prophet Isaiah, God proclaims who he is from everlasting he is. Revelation, receive the revelation of who he is. Isaiah 43, 10 to 11. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. I am he. Before me there was no God formed. No shall there be after me. And which God are we speaking about? Verse 11, I, even I, I am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. Extraordinary. It is him who says it. Besides me, there is no other. There is no other. This information is wonderful. It is I, even I, I am the Lord, and besides me, there is no Savior. This is extraordinary. That is why my topic is God, the indispensable Savior. He is indispensable. Believe in the scripture. It is he who said it. It says, besides me, there is no Savior. He is the only God who saves. Let me continue with this self-proclamation of God. Isaiah 44, verse 6, that says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer. He is the Savior of a whole nation. He saved and he will save again and again. He is the king. He is the savior of his nation, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. That is why my message is God, the indispensable savior of everything and everyone. Follow me well. Verse 7. And who can proclaim as I do? And let him declare it and set it in order for me. 
since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come, let them show this to them. Do not fear, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from that time and declared it? You are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? This is powerful. There is no, indeed, there is no other rock. I know not one. God ignores any other rock. There is no other rock in the universe. And he says, I, do, I know not of any rock. Apart from me, there is no savior. I will continue with the reading of the self-proclamation of God, the, same, the savior God. Isaiah 45. 21 to 22. Tell and bring forth your case. Yes, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient time? Who has told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no other God besides me. A just God and Savior. Hallelujah. Says, I am the only just God. Follow this well. I took the topic of the God, the indis indispensable Savior of everything and everyone from God's own declaration. And verse 22 of Isaiah 45, an invitation is given to all. Look to me and be saved. Hallelujah and hallelujah. All you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. And this is powerful. When I was reading this self-proclamation of the Savior God, I said this is powerful. Why don't you want to turn towards this indispensable God who saves? He promises you and he does it. says, turn towards me, look to me, and you will be saved. I will come back to this. As I continue to speak, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Whoever, no matter who they are, white or black, rich or poor, old or young, whoever, I am challenging you today, whoever, whoever, he is. But the problem is that you do not turn to him. Turn towards me and you'll be saved. Look to me and you'll be saved. I'll come to this in Romans 10. Whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Let me continue with uh, this proclamation of the one who saves God, the indispensable Savior of everyone. I will read also in Osiah. It comes back to what we are saying. Osiah 13, verse 4. Yet I am the Lord your God ever since the land of Egypt, and you shall know no other God but me. For there is no Savior besides me. Hey, hey. What an affirmation. There is no Savior apart from me. He is the indispensable Savior that I wanted to present to everyone today. He is the Savior of all, of everyone. And I'd love that we should understand that he does not say this to advertise himself. No and no. He is saying this by love. By his love for humanity that is confronted to many problems. It is by love that God is self-proclaiming 
He is giving himself as a guarantee for your salvation, not only for your salvation, not only for your spiritual salvation, but also your physical salvation, but also for your, your material and financial salvation. He is the Savior when he saw Israel suffering in Egypt. He came down. Our God is an ever-present help in time of trouble. He came down to save Israel from Egypt. He used the Passover lamb, and we are in the Passover week. I will come back to this lamb in whom God incarnated himself. He gave this as a foretest of the saving God. He's the everlasting God of salvation. He says, before me, there was no other God. After me, there won't be any other God. He is God the Savior. I want, I want to say to you as I continue that he is the savior of everything and everyone. Listen to me, all you who have authority for the good of the people of the earth. I'll read Psalms 144. There again, he is the indispensable God. 144. Verse 10. The one who gives salvation to kings, who delivers David, his servant from the deadly sword. You who gives, he knows how to give salvation to the kings of the earth. Let them be political kings or church kings. Every form of authority of the earth. You are a right. He knows how to give you so that you may continue to rule and to do good. When Jesus was born king in Bethlehem, God saved the baby king so that he could continue to rule no matter the attacks and conspiracies political that were, were put together to kill the king God the Savior was available and he saved Jesus the king and he snatched him from the paws of Herod and he hid him and he hid Jesus in Africa, our land. And after killing the murderer king, Herod, he brought back Jesus the king in his territory. Extraordinary. You who give salvation to the king, who delivers David, the servant from the deadly sword. God wanted David to rule, to do good. He, God is the savior of the kings who do good. I say to pastors and evangelists, long life to you by the savior. You spiritual authorities, he gives you, he gives you salvation. He gives salvation to kings. This message is for you, pastors. Bishop, archbishop, prophet, he knows how to give you. He gave salvation. Where Moses could not find salvation, there was a royal decree to kill all the male-born children of Israel and Egypt. Moses was called to be king of Israel, was in danger. But God, the Savior, who gives salvation to the kings, was available. He is the one who gave salvation to the Prime Minister Joseph who was dying in the face of the hatred of his brothers. But the God who gives salvation to kings saved him from the wickedness of his brothers. This message is given because I know men and women of God 
go through dangers and dangers and dangers. Turn, pastor, towards the one who said, out beside me, there is no savior. He's the rock of salvation of the kings. He knows how to save you. He is the indispensable savior of everything and everyone. I'll come back to this, but I want you to follow me attentively. This saving God gave his name, hallelujah and hallelujah to Jesus. It is Gabriel said it. He says, and you shall call him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. God the Savior. God gave his name to Jesus. It was not just a simple name. Follow me well. It was God who was manifested in Jesus because Besides God, there is no Savior. Before Jesus could become the Savior, he was the Savior. The Bible says, he whose origin comes from the olden times. Before John the Baptist could say, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, he was already the Lamb who was saving. It is not me who is inventing this. It is the Apostle Peter who says it. Who said you have been, you have been redeemed by the precious Lamb of God who was slain before the foundation of the earth. He was the Lamb before he was the Lamb. He was the Savior before he was the Savior. He came in the mission of salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in this Savior should not perish. If he knows how to save you from everlasting death, what is, what, what is your problems that you face in this world? He incarnated himself, he manifested himself. It is the Apostle Peter who is being asked, in whose name did you do this miracle? It is his response that comes to confirm what I'm saying, that Jesus is, is the indispensable Savior. Jesus is the stone rejected by you who are building that became the cornerstone. There is no salvation in any other name, for there is no other name that has been given under the heavens by which we can be saved. Save the name of Jesus. We cannot escape. We cannot escape from eternal death except by the name of Jesus. This is a worthy saying that Jesus came into the world to save sinners. To save sinners. And I add. He came to save everything. It is the Passover week. I am thinking of what, of, of what the Passover lamb saved in Egypt. He saved the bodies, the spirits, the properties, the wealth. He saved everything so that he could not stay in the world. He saved your wealth. Your wealth must be saved. All this came from the Passover lamb. The, the church around the world is celebrating Passover this week. He is a savior. He was already a savior even before he came in the world. In the book of 1 Peter, chapter 1, 
you have been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb as by a spotless lamb that was predestined before the foundation of the earth and manifested in the end times because of you. What is interesting me in this scripture, it is his existence before existence. He was the lamb that was predestined. He was existing as the lamb. Now you say to me that that God created sin in order to be able to save the land. If Jesus was predestined as a land, it means that God was was going to make man to fall because the land was predestined. No, no, that's not the truth. This scripture is speaking about the existence of Jesus. He, 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 he is a savior even before he saved. It is not sin that created the lamb. He existed even before the incident of sin existed. The Bible says you have been redeemed by the precious blood of a spotless lamb that was predestined before the foundation of the earth. He existed as savior. That's now. That's how I understand all the declarations in Isaiah. Before me, there was there was no God. After me, there was the, any other God. Besides me, there is no Savior. He was Savior. It is His nature to take back everything. Hallelujah. If the word, if the word brought back the earth on which we live, the earth in which we live was taken back by the word. The Bible says the earth was void and without shape, and darkness was over the deep. But God, but God, the indispensable Savior of everything, He came to save the earth for the good of man. Follow me well. You have the earth. Peter speaks about this earth that was taken from waters. God knows how to save everything. That's why I call him God, the indispensable savior of everything. What is your problem? He saved the earth. He has always saved. He's available. I'd love that God should not be a historical savior for you. I want to read with you a scripture that will help you. Isaiah 63. What he was, he saved Israel from Egypt. After saving Israel from Egypt, he remained savior because he knew that there would be other situations that would come on their way. He said, surely they are my people, children who will not lie. And he became their savior. In all their affliction, he was afflicted. And the end of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. And he bore them and carried them all the days of old. God was for them 
Savior, savior in all the afflictions. He was afflicted and the angel of his presence saved them. Hallelujah and hallelujah. He is a savior who is heading an army of saviors. The angel of the Lord surrounds those who fear God and snatches them from danger. Test and see how God is good. Jesus was saved by God the Savior from death. He cried, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the angel who saved him from the plot of Herod to kill him, who was available again to save him, and love that he should be the permanent Savior of all the believers. Salvation is just a first step in this journey of salvation by the Savior. Jesus is saved from death that Herod wanted to inflict on him. But later on, he was even killed. But he turned. Turn, turn. Listen to me. He says, look to me and you'll be saved. And Jesus turned to his Savior. To his Savior. God, my Savior. God, my Savior. He cried, my God, my God, my God. God says, him who presented to him with a loud Christ to you could save him from death. At least him followed the blueprint or the process that has been recommended by God. People of the earth, may you follow this pathway that has been given by God. Jesus cried, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And there again, and a powerful angel was sent and he made death to shake and death vomited Jesus. Death vomited its hostage that was Jesus. The angel was sent because Jesus followed the principle that I'm teaching today. Not only did God proclaim who he is, but he showed us the way to be able to enjoy of him, God the Savior. He says, look to me and you'll be saved. You are the heirs of the earth. I'm thinking about those who are in Asia, in America. Turn to him. You will be saved. You will be saved for matters of eternity and also matters of the temporal needs. And Jesus is saved from death because God the Savior was there and God sent an angel. And as I read here, the angel of his presence, the angel of his presence saved them. I don't know your situation, but I'm calling the Savior that I'm preaching today so that he may deploy, hallelujah and hallelujah. You know yourselves, the chaotic situation in which Peter, the pastor, the king, was in, that the Catholic Church calls a pub. He was in a danger of death, but the church followed the principles that were set by God in saying, look to me and you'll be saved. And the church of Jerusalem turned to God, the Savior, and he said, 
an angel in the prison of Peter and the angel snatched him from danger. I am calling the church to prayer. Passover will not help you with anything if you do not turn to God the Savior. You need to pray. I love the song that says, if you believe and I believe, together we'll pray. The Holy Spirit must come down and Africa will be saved. Hallelujah. The time has come to activate the machine of salvation by prayer. It is going to work. It is going to work. Do not forget the word I gave you. Whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. This is signed and this is sealed, signed and sealed. Can't you see by faith that this is already signed by God? Call him in faith and you will see him at work. In Luba, for many years, 60 years and, and more, I've seen, I've seen him, I've seen him. He has saved me and saved me. The same God who saved me knows how to save you. You know how he saved the young man, David, from the paws of the bear and the mouth of the lion. And he saved him from Goliath, what it would cut his head. And he saved him from the plots of the old warrior. So, he says, I was young and I've grown old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. No, no. Turn to me, you at the ends of the earth, and you'll be saved. The problem is there. If you don't pray according to the teachings I'm giving to you, the Passover will not do anything for you. You can walk with palms in your hand. The goal of the Passover, it is to produce salvation. That's why the Bible says, in the same way that Moses exalted the, 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 the serpent, the golden serpent in the desert, if the Son of Man be lifted up, he will save all men. The problem is that people do not turn their eyes to the one who was crucified so that they may be saved by the Savior. The only lever that activates salvation is prayer. Whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. The Lord is there. The Lord is there. The Savior is in your nation, is in your city, is in your heart. But you need to invoke him. You need to call on him. I love Mary, mother of Jesus. She followed this principle and taught other people. There was no wine in Kenya. But the Savior was there. The Savior of all situations. He's the Savior of all situations. That's why I call him the Savior of everything. He was there. And the wine was lacking. You lack many things. But the Savior is available in your lack. Or else your lack is going to drown you. Hey, hey. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in one. He was there available in order to save them from a situation that was killing 
they are party. Imagine that you invite people to your party but there is nothing to drink and you begin to tell them stories and the wine was lacking. Listen to me, man of God, woman of God, child of God. Whatever you lack, turn to the Lord. Mary said to you, Jesus, they do not have wine. She knew that her son was the savior of all situations. That is why I read, the, I read about him in Isaiah 63. In all their afflictions, he was for them a savior. Hallelujah. The situation was there. Even if Jesus put his mother in the right place, but he knew that her approach to ask him to save them was right. And Mary said to them, do whatsoever he will tell you. She went to mobilize them to turn to him. We need pastors who mobilize people to turn to the one who can save us from our distress. She said to them, do whatsoever he will tell you. They went towards him and they did what he said and it worked. He was and he will be. I'm thinking about the disciples who were on the sea and they were about to perish. But there again, the Savior was available. Don't say my situation has taken long. The situation that I read about in Acts chapter 4. That was a situation of someone who was not a sinner who was sick where Peter spoke about there's no other name under the heavens that has been given by which we can be saved. Save the name of Jesus. He's a name of salvation. He's a name of salvation for everything and for everyone. The man was saved. It was not his spirit that was saved. It was his body. The time has come for the church to turn to the savior of the bodies. Many people don't believe in the savior of the body. And yet while he was alive, he saved many bodies. Because while the body of Lazarus was getting rotten, Mary and Martha turned to Jesus. There was a man in, in the Bible also at the temple whose body was paralyzed, but he turned to Peter and John. He was looking for money, but Peter said, God and Siva I don't have, but what I have in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. He gave salvation to his body because this man turned towards them for the need of money, but God does beyond what we need, what we ask or think. God knows what we need. That is why prayer produces more than your prayer. When you pray, you enter in the room of the one who wants to do beyond what you're asking. He does exceedingly about what we ask or think. You know the story of Lazarus. I love Mary and Martha. They turned to the Savior of the body and he was there and he saved Lazarus. The body that was already rotten was a put back together because they turned. Today I have stopped on this topic because many are celebrating Passover. May you understand 
today that we don't need to make Jesus a savior just of one thing he will save in all things may the church go further let's turn to this savior he was a savior while he lived this world he saved not only the spirit but he also saved the body he also saved from situations of distress and all their distresses, physical distresses. He was their savior. Jesus also saved them from financial distresses, lack of food. I'd love that this name should not remain a dead letter, but we should turn to him. This is the goal of everything I've read. There is no other God who saves. He has presented him as he has presented himself as the savior because he wants to do it. He says, I will act who can oppose me. He is God the Savior. There is nothing that can hinder him from saving. This is my, my hand short to save. That's Isaiah 59. There is a power of salvation in the God who saves. When Jesus cried, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God activated his power, released his power. The time has come for God to release the power of salvation in the cities and in the nations by our prayers. Turn to God for yourself and for others. Jesus was saved and now is at the hand, right hand of the Father. He's making intercession for us. Turn to God the Savior for yourself and for others and they will be saved. They will be saved. I'm thinking about all these needs that fill the earth. The two wonderful women, Mary and Martha, turn to Jesus for the need of life, of the life of Lazarus. I'm thinking about life. I'm thinking about the revival of nations. There will not be revival if we do not turn to the God of salvation. He is. But the problem is on our side. And when they turned, he came down. He said, our friend Lazarus is asleep. I'm going to wake him up. He will come, the Savior. He will come. It's not enough to believe that he's the Savior, but you need to bring him into the work of salvation by prayer. It's not enough to believe that the Lamb died, but you need to bring him into action. He died in Jerusalem, but they called unto him in Aparum, and they released life in Jerusalem and began the conquest of the city by revival. In Jerusalem, death was fallen. In Judea, death was fallen. The Bible says, and the bordering cities came, people came to Jerusalem. First, they lifted their voices together and prayed. Passover is not enough if we don't pray. It's not enough to proclaim his name as the Savior. We need people like Moses who lift up the golden, the, 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 the golden serpent. And that is a symbol of intercession. I am calling people to turn to the Savior and they will save and Moses turned 
Then Israel was in a situation of death where they were venomous serpents. And he turned them to the Lamb. The problem of the church is that there's a lack of prayer. Let's be on our knees and I believe that the God of salvation that we read in Isaiah is going to be active. Do you know that to save Jesus from death, God released his great exceeding power. There is a great, infinitely great power available for the work of salvation. He said, all power is given unto me, go ye therefore and make of all nations and disciples. He made his power available. You'll be clothed like the power from on high, and you will be my witnesses from Jerusalem until the ends of the earth. You will save as I saved. I love that men of God and women of God, in this, in this feast of the Passover, receive the power of the Savior. Says, is my hand short to save By the power of salvation, we'll save many people. That's why I've called him God, the indispensable Savior of everything and everyone. May God bless you. May this week of Passover awaken you to a life of prayer. In the same way, the death of Jesus activated the salvation in all situations. He is available to save you again. May God bless you. Until next time, amen. Thank you for following. Let us spread faith all around the world through this teaching.